on today's episode of the Just Jazz podcast, we will be talking about the Jazz starting their six-game road trip. Um, a three-in-one week for the Jazz camp. Can't complain about that. Our high notes and low notes of the week. Buzzer beaten hot takes. Keeping up with Q. Uh, look at the playoff push. And as always, our buzzer beaten hot takes. Today's episode is brought to you by Little Caesars. <laughs> I had a Little Caesar pizza for lunch. They are fueling my game today. So shout out Little Caesars and the sticks and slices. All right, Max, here we go. Left-hand dribble, hands off the memo, for money, yes! Cash it in the bank! Runs it to Burks, catch and shoot three, no. Rebound, oh my! I gotta see that over and over again. Played by who? Mitchell. This is Just Jazz, your weekly podcast for Utah Jazz game analysis, news, rumors, predictions, undying love, and more. We're your hosts, Zach and Max. Uh, a little bit somber of a night. The Jazz gave us some false hope against the Nets. Came storming back down like 18 or something with like three minutes to go. And made it interesting enough to, to pull in a harsh drink, but came up short, which is fine. It is what it is. Uh, at least they kept things interesting, didn't get blown out, but uh, it always hurts. But Zach, how are we feeling about the Utah Jazz this week? Are we optimistic? Yeah, I like I like the way that we played this week, honestly. Tonight was a scheduled loss. It was our third game in four nights, including, you know, flying to New York and having to play on a back-to-back. So, and you played against Kevin Durant. Like, they haven't played since Friday. We've played three games in that span. So not really concerned about that. You know, there's a lot um, that people want to say. We're injured right now. Uh, No Bojan Bogdanovic, no Daniel House. But, yeah, I mean, I think think we're in a good position. I like like where the Jazz are at. Yeah, I agree. I think that we've seen a lot of great performances um, in the past week from individuals that we did not expect. Um, Hernan Gomez. JC has been playing amazing. Um, just a lot of good basketball. Even uh, Alexander Walker had a really good night. And so it's been really cool to, to see these players individually stepping up and filling in the gaps. Um, as we know that the Jazz are very capable of doing. Um, Zach, let's hop into our high note, low note. Let's start off with our, our low notes today. Get the low note out of the way. Um, trying to think. I'll tell you my low note is Trent Forrest being back like it, it it showed tonight right is is Trent Forrest a great defender yes is Trent Forrest a great passer yes is Trent Forrest a great shooter no does his offensive liability hurt us more than his defensive presence gains us yes and that's been my whole thing, right? Is Trent, Trent Forrest doesn't help us enough 
to stay out there because he's not consistently hitting shots. On nights like tonight, he's not even hitting layups. Like, and so if he's not out there, we're shorthanded offensively as is. So why bring in another guy that can't score for you? And I think Quinn realized that and, and went with, in the second half, went with Jared Butler instead of Trent Forrest. And Butler came in and had five quick points. And that's, that's why I think, you know, continue to develop Butler because Butler can help this team. This season, probably not, if we're being honest. But next year, yes, for sure. We're going to need him next year for sure. So, and we don't even have a draft pick as of this. You know, he's our, our, our young prospect. We need to keep developing him and uh, preparing him to step into that, that point guard, whether it's starting or backup role. I agree. Uh, Milo, though, Zach, I think it was Rudy Gobert only having four rebounds tonight. Um, just an off night. Rudy Gobert has been struggling a bit. Uh, he had a pretty good defensive game against Julius Randle the other night. Uh, but I feel like Gobert has had a little bit of a – he's been struggling. I mean, he's had some good games, but I think it's safe to say that he's had some off nights in, in recent games. And so that four rebounds, I'm going to have to say, is my low note because I always expect Rudy Gobert to be, you know, at least getting rebounds. Rebounds, he should be double digits every night. Yeah. I think, nine at least. You know, I'd have to look at the stats, but it seems as though Rudy always has bad statistical nights against the New York teams. Like I remember last year, Jared Allen ate Rudy alive in Brooklyn. I don't know why it is, but it always seems that way that Rudy just has these bad nights when, when we play the Knicks and the Nets. Um, But as for high note, uh, it has to be Alexander Walker's breakout game against Chicago Um, to see him, to see, that a trade that we made had an impact. Like that's, that's the biggest thing, right? Is last year we made the trade for Matt Thomas and then signed Urson. Neither of those guys did anything meaningful for us. Urson had one game. Yeah, one game. Matt Thomas, nothing. But but like Urson's game that he had is when everyone was out, right? And it like, I think we had six or seven guys sitting that game against the Lakers. Pretty freaking awesome, though. I still enjoy but it. Like, like, full rotation, Nikhil Alexander-Walker comes in and played well enough that Quinn said, hey, I'm riding you. I'm riding the hot hand, and I'm not playing Mike Conley down the stretch. Conley had 14-7 and seven that game. Like, Conley wasn't having an off night, and, and Quinn said, no, you know what? Nikhil's going to give us something. I'm going to finish with him. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, honestly, didn't really expect much out of him either. I thought that maybe he'd play some, you know, garbage minutes. Um, break, break the glass in case of emergency sort of sort of time for both of them. Yeah, and, and we are kind of playing him in that role. You know, we have a bunch of injuries right now. But, uh, you know, he's been – he's had a good game or two and it's been cool to see him. He's very athletic. He's long, um, you know, kind of that player that the jazz has kind of lacked that like mid height um, person that we need. So uh, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, my high note, I think I'm going to have to say is just Jordan Clarkson. I think that he's really finding a, a rhythm um, at the beginning of the Nets game tonight. He was really on, he was dominating. Could it be stopped? 
um, ended up finishing uh, his least of, for the least efficient game of the week. Um, but he, he had a really good week. He played against the Bulls. He went 11 for 18 for 26 points. Clippers was 8 of 17 for 20 points. Um, Knicks, he went 10 of 18 for 23 points. And then, yeah, 19 points tonight on his, you know, in the 30 field goal percentage. But um, he's been really aggressive, and he's giving us that offensive punch that we really needed. He's playing very smart, taking, uh, you know, good shots. He's not – he still forces, but he's, for some reason, hitting at a much higher clip. And for me, that's really exciting. I really like Jordan Clarkson. I was really worried we were going to trade him because he is – when Donovan Mitchell's off the floor, he's our, you know, the guy that keeps the offense alive. It's really hard for us to get our offense going when both of those guys are struggling. And I was worried that without him, we weren't going to be able to get offense going. So to see him finding a rhythm this late in the season towards the playoffs, that's really promising. I'm really excited to see where it takes him. Yeah, I like, I like that Clarkson was peaking. Also, Rudy Gay, right? We saw a great week out of Rudy Gay this week. And, and we're going to need him. If, if we want to make a run, this year in the playoffs, Rudy Gay has to be able to produce. And, you know, to see him this week doing that was, was a very encouraging sign for us. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's just hop into the games real quick. Anything that stood out for me? Um, unfortunately, last week we talked about the Bucs. Um, last pod we recorded, we had just lost the Bucks, And in my mind, that's a title contender. And then tonight we lose to the Nets. In my mind, that's a title contender. We had a good win against the Bulls, but they're not really title contenders. The Clippers, you know, we need to beat them just for our ego's sake, um, for revenge, I guess, whatever. They're not title contenders. The Knicks aren't, you know, they're barely going to make the playoffs. They do. Um, you know, still some good wins this week, but the games where I'd like to see us win against the teams that really, truly matter, the teams that we could see, you know, we ended up losing – um, we kept it close, at least with the Bucks. You know, it was a bit closer. Uh, Brooklyn, we made it close to the end, but we were down a lot. Um, but I, overall, I mean, I, I think we saw some some good performances. Um, like I said, lots of individually uh, impressive performances. But I really wish that we could have gotten that Bucks and that Nets win. Because I, I, at this point in the season, I want to see that the teams that we're going to face in the playoffs. You know, those are the teams that we can beat. And we're, we're building game plans against or we're gaining confidence against. So to counter that, yes, I would like to see those wins. However, you have to take a look at, at some things, right? Number one, in both of those games, we didn't have Daniel House or Bojan Bogdanovic. Yeah. And those are our two most important players when playing those two specific teams. Because you need big bodies that you can put on Chris Middleton, Giannis, Bobby Portis, and then tonight, Kevin Durant, right? And so you don't have those two guys who are key rotation players. So don't look a ton into that because we're not healthy. And honestly, if Bogdanovich and House aren't healthy in the playoffs, we're not going far anyway. Like in order for us to have success, those guys have to be playing. Number two, like we said earlier, right? This was a scheduled loss tonight. You know, we've played three games in four nights. We're starting a long road trip, like tough, tough games. And so, you know, and they haven't played since Friday. So they're, they're fresh. They're ready to go. And I get, you know, oh, Kyrie Irving didn't play. Ben Simmons didn't play. Yes. However, chances are 
right? You're not going to see the Nets in the playoffs ever. Finals, dude. Right? Like, that's, that's your only shot is, yeah. is the finals. Right now, the Nets are sitting at the eighth seed, right? You got to think they're going to win their play-in. But still, you're going to have a pathway that's going to go, like, the Sixers – What's what's the East looking like, right? I don't I don't know the East. Let me pull that up. Um, I mean, it's, he earned first. Yeah. So so right now, you know, I think they beat in a one game. They're going to beat Toronto, so they're going to be the the seven. So they're going to go Philly, Milwaukee, Miami. That's very tough. I and, and I'm not doubting Kevin Durant. At all. I'm not doubting Kyrie Irving at all. However, those are three of the best teams in basketball, and you have to go back-to-back-to-back series against them, and Kyrie might not be able to play in half of those games, as is. And Simmons, we don't even know if he's going to – And, and Simmons, bad. we don't know if he's going to be healthy, right? And so, so there's, there's a lot that's up in the air with that. And so – don't look into the nets too much because chances are you're not placed playing the nets and chances are right. As, as of this moment, the jazz aren't making the finals, right? No one, no one expects the jazz to be in the finals. And so really worry about those Western conference teams, which, which we've played and matched up very well with. Yeah. Right now our road to the finals if we were to go to the finals, which I think we have the talent to, we're a talented team. Like we can go to the finals, but you have to, to go to the finals in the West. You have to have luck on your side. That's the way it is. Yes. I agree. But I still think we're, we're definitely talented enough. Yeah. You know, we're talented enough to have luck on our side, but as of right now, we're going to have to play Dallas, Phoenix, Golden State, Golden State, unless they're dealing with injuries and it's the Grizzlies, which would be crazy. Um, that would be worst case scenario, honestly, if we could play the Grizzlies somehow. First, we have to get there. Anyways, I do think the Jazz are talented enough to get there. And I think that we're, we have the skill set, we have the tools, we have everything we need. It's just that we struggle to put it all together. We've had a lot of in and out, you know, we've had injuries, we've had, you know, whatever. We have a lot of new players in this team, and I think that we're still trying to figure it out. There is reason for concern. Um, the biggest thing that I think is going to hurt us the most in the playoffs is what we saw tonight. Someone like Katie, obviously not everyone has a Katie, but a lot of teams in the Western Conference have, you know, superstar caliber players. Even the Mavs, like if Luca is playing as offensively dominant as he's capable of playing, you know, the Jazz don't always have an answer for that. We, we tend to let certain players go off against us, and that's my biggest concern. KD had a really dominant game. He got whatever he wanted. And, you know, Daniel House hopefully is our, our guy that's able to help slow down uh, whoever that is. But in order to get to or through the Western Conference, we're going to need to figure out how to stop those, those superstars or even all-star caliber offensive players. So here's what I've – kind of come to understand right is you can't in today's nba players are too good true offensive players are too good you're you're not 
you're not stopping and, and come playoff time for the most part, you're not even slowing down these top caliber guys. They're going off, right? LeBron's going to go off. KD's going to go off. Steph is going to go off. It's the other players that you have to stop. And that's what was concerning for me, right? Bruce Brown had 22 points tonight. He averages eight. Like, that's that's the part that, to me, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Bruce Brown shouldn't be doing that. And the fact that we gave him that, I'm looking now, I don't think – Um, yes, that is Bruce Brown's regular season high this year. Like we, if if you expect to win games, yeah, Kevin Durant's going to go for 37, right? But a guy that averages eight can't go for 22. And that's, that's what killed us in the playoff last year, right? PG had a great game. Reggie Jackson had a great game. Terrence Mann went for 40. Like you, if, if the jazz, if the jazz want to win games, win playoff games, great. Let the other player go nuclear, but we've had the problem and, and you can go down. If, if I ask you who are jazz killers, it's never the stars, right? It's the the stars also. No, but it's the JJ Bereas. It's the Austin rivers. It's the Terrence Manns. It's, you know, it's those guys that, that rip your heart out. And, and that's what the Jazz have to understand is, okay, Kevin Durant's going to go off. Let him. But you're not going to win a playoff series if Kevin Durant goes off and Bruce Brown goes off. I agree. And we also let Nick Claxton go off. You know, he had 15 points and he only averaged just... – He outplayed Rudy. Yeah, he outplayed Rudy. And, like, granted that, that rarely happens. Rudy had an off night for whatever reason. But, you know – that can't happen. If and these are the type of games that we want to win. It is what it is. Um, looking back at the entire week, though, I have something I also wanted to point out is that the bench players have been playing very well. Um, in, in almost all the games, the bench players are leading, or you know, our plus-minus leaders are from the bench. Even against, I believe, oh, was it the Clippers or was it the the Knicks? It was one of those two games. Um, and we had three of our starters with like crazy plus minus numbers, but our bench guys, I think it was Rudy Gay and I think it was the Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers and then Jordan Clarkson, they also, you know, were right up there neck and neck. Um, but the other three games of the week, our bench players plus minus were much better than our starters. Um, so our, 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 you know, last year, that's what really set us apart. Our bench was able to come in and dominate and take over those games. That's what we need going to the playoffs. We need to keep that consistency. We need to keep that rhythm going. Um, and also ever since, you know, that COVID stretch, you know, where everyone started doubting the jazz and we started counting out our defense, Donald Mitchell came back and asserted himself as the leader of the team. And I think that he's really stepped his game up and he's shown a lot of defensive hustle. And we've seen it from Jordan Clarkson. We've seen Royce O'Neal be more engaged. We've seen it from everyone, um, in my opinion, even Boyle has played better defense. And I think that, you know, those are steps in the right direction. That's what we need to see. We need to carry more importantly, we need to carry that defense energy into the playoffs because what happens is, yeah, we have these players, you know, we have the superstars that drop crazy numbers to have these offensive games that just blow us up. And you're like, what the heck? Our defense is so good. But then we have the, the, the supporting role players who also have big games. That's what we were just talking about. You can't allow it to happen. 
And we need, when we have these superstar players going off, we can't get caught up and try to play catch up. We can't get caught up in the emotions of the game. We need to stay level-headed and just keep playing. Because when the Jazz play their basketball, they're one of the best teams in the league. And I think it's when we get, we get concerned, we get out of our, our comfort zone, we get a little bit stressed with the way that the offense is going for the team. That's when we really lose the game. And it usually comes from, you know, supporting role or bench players. You know, they kind of get flustered. And then Don Mitchell feels like he has to play hero ball and starts checking up all these shots. And then his efficiency is tanking. And then we just get blown out when we lose these really close games. And it could be easily one. We just got a little too flustered at them. Yeah. And, and one thing I do want to point out with that, right, it's, it's been the theme of this Jazz team, blowing late leads in the fourth quarter. And yesterday, um, end of the third, going into the fourth, the Jazz were up 12. Um, with, let's see. With seven minutes left, Emmanuel quickly hit a free throw that put it to a four-point game. And everyone thought, all right, here it is. This is the end. It was at that point, it was 91-87. And and you know, we thought that I, I mean, for me personally, I thought the Jazz were gonna blow that lead. And then you look at it, and that's when Donovan said all right, not again. We're not, we're not having this. We're not doing this. And we ended the game on a 17 to six run and we end up winning the game by 15. And that's, that's a big growth because it shows the focus, right? These guys are focusing in towards the playoffs and realizing, Hey, we can't get lackadaisical. We have to play our best night in, night out. And, and this was a huge step for me. I think this was a very big win because the writing was on the wall, right? We've seen that 10 times this year of the blown fourth quarter lead. Especially against uh, easily beaten. Yes. That's what hurts the most. Like we should have 10 more wins. At least five. At least. We should have 10, but at least five. At least five would be great. I would, I would love five at this point. But yeah, five would be in second place. Yeah, like that's 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 been the theme. And so to see that, you know, is very, very big. But let's uh, let's move into playoff race. Ten games remaining. Um, As is the Jazz are two and a half games back from Golden State and a game above Dallas. There are still two games there. There are two games in the remaining 10 that are going to decide the fate of the Utah Jazz. And that's coming up on Sunday when you're playing at Dallas. And that's coming up next Saturday, April 2nd, when you're playing at Golden State. Those, those two games, you win those two games, you're the three seed. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Three seed playing the Wolves, hopefully. But so this this week, Max, how, how do you see things kind of 
going. Um, so we got three games still on this road trip. Uh, Celtics Wednesday, Hornets Friday, Mavs Sunday. Um, I mean, realistically, I, I mean, I, I wish, I hope that the Jazz can go, you know, win them all. I, ideally, we need, you know, Boston is on fire. Um, the Hornets, we should be able to win. We, the Mavs are a must win uh, for ideal playoff set, situation setup, whatever you want to call it. Um, realistically, it's probably a two-in-one week, but I think that we need to go 3 now. Um, you know, the Mavs keep giving us a chance to kind of pull away and secure our spot from not falling. And then they seem to go, and, you know, tonight they got a huge win against the, the Wolves, which they could have also lost. It was a very tight game down to the wire. Um, they lose, they win, we win, then we lose. Like it's, it's been a, a back and forth fight, but, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see us go 3-0. I, I think that we're very capable of beating the Mavs. We're much better than the Mavs. We should be able to beat them. Hornets, we should beat them. And then, you know, our biggest test, the Boston Celtics, they've had red hot defense. They're one of the better defensive teams. If I'm not wrong, they're like number one in the league in the last however many games, maybe second half of the season, whatever it is, um, they're, they're on fire. And so I'm hoping for a 3-0 so that we can get that kind of stamp of uh, approval game where we can take care of business against a good team and then, you know, set ourselves apart from the Mavs going into the playoffs. So there's five games left in the month. You have those three games you were talking about, Celtics, Hornets, Mavs, and then you finish off with both LAs. Um, this, uh, this stretch you have, if, if you want the three seed, you got to go four and one. You got to go four and one. And if you can do that, you're, you're, in, you're in good shape. So let's close it out, Max, how we always do with our buzzer-beaten hot takes. So last week, Max, your buzzer-beaten hot take was a great defensive performance against the Clippers, a dominant defensive performance, if you will. Um, and I believe our offense or our defensive rating was a 92 that game. Uh, so that was domination. Um, 105 is pretty elite and we were at 92. So nine steals, five blocks, like just, we were, we were everywhere in that game. Mine was, I wanted to see Donovan Mitchell be Donovan Mitchell. I wanted to see him take over a game. And that's exactly what he did. 25 in the third against the bulls. But the thing that was more impressive to me was the fourth for him, right? He had the, what did he have? Seven threes in the quarter in the, against the Bulls and in the third. And then in the fourth, they doubled him. They blitzed him. They sent whatever he, they could. And he said, okay, do that. I'm going to find my guys. And he found Nikhil Alexander Walker in the corner a couple of times, found Rudy down low. And it was just a very, very impressive showing from Donovan because it was one of those games where I don't feel like we've seen that for a long time. Or, and it's, it's the next step of growth, right, for Donovan, is he has to elevate his teammates when, when things aren't – and things were going right for him, right? But when things weren't going – when they were sending these double teams and blitzes, he said, I'm going to pick up my guys, and I'm going to make sure that they're playing better so we win this game because they're taking me out of the game. 
And that was a huge step for Don. Yeah, I think Donovan had a really impressed week. This past week, he attacked the rim much more forcefully. You know, he's had some pretty hard dunks, some really aggressive drives to the, the basket where he went up and under, you know. He's, he's definitely showing, uh, you know, some physical dominance, which has been very exciting. I feel like we haven't seen, you know, as many throwdown dunks as we've seen in the past. And so, and then seeing him mature and, you know, finding his teammates and not settling for these deep chuck threes, you know, that's, it's, it's great to see. It's really, really promising at this point in the season that he's be doing that. But Zach, what is your, uh, are you ready? Or do you want me to go first? With Buzz being a hot take. Got to be the Mavs. Got to be the Mavs. And, and it's, it's, there's, there's a sour taste. There's, there's a sour taste from earlier this month when Luca thought that he was the daddy of the Jazz when it's he's one and two against us this year. Like That was a weird game. He was like talking smack from the get-go. Yeah. And so, so I think we're going to take that game personally. And I think, I think we're going to have a, we're, we're winning that game. That's, that's my buzzer beating hot take. Um, that's going to be one of those games that, that we take to heart and we see uh, a great jazz performance. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we've seen Rudy O'Bear getting a lot more involved. He had a rough game tonight, but I want to see him have his game. I want to see him have a, a game against the Dallas Mavs. It's got to be the Mavs, and I think that we need to see him have – I'd love to have have like a, an 18-point, 20-rebound, three-block game. Like, that's what I want. I want, him, I want us to find him. There's no one on the Mavs that can stop him. Oh, not even close. Like, Maxi Kleba, whatever his name is. He's like 6'9". Yeah, but, I mean, he's like athletic at least. And then the other guy, what's his name? Power Right. Yeah. I mean, like they're, they're athletic, like they're decent, but you should be able to dominate these guys. Yeah. We should be able to, in the pick and roll, we should be able to pick these guys apart. And I really want to see that. I want to see us get Ego Bear involved. I want him to be defensively dominant, just like he was in that, the matchup before this pass where he was able to lock up Luca. And I want to see him get those rebounds, make up for last night, which he has two games to do that before that game anyways. But, you know, that's what I want. I want a Rudy Gobert game. I want it to be a Donovan Mitchell game that is overshadowed by Rudy Gobert game because of how dominant he was defensively and offensively. I agree. I think, you know, that's very possible. And, and, you know, that's what we need. We need, if, if we want to do something, it's gotta be on the heels of, and on the backs of Donovan and Rudy. Those, those two have to lead us to the promised land on this current team. So, yeah. Conley stepping it up. Every, you know, everyone's everyone's getting in rhythm. We just need to get our injured guys. That's Trent Forrest. That man's falling out of rhythm. And and Trent Forrest, I mean, defensively, he's still in rhythm, but offensively, I agree. He, he's not what we need, especially with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You know, we need to get that guy some minutes. So he, here's, here's one thing I do want to bring to attention. This is some pretty big news with the Jazz is um, – as of now, Trent Forrest is ineligible. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. Um, he's ineligible to play in the playoffs because he's on a two-way deal. Mm-hmm. So unless he gets a guaranteed deal, Trent Forrest isn't playing for us come playoff time. So Zach and his team do not give Trent Forrest money 
just so we have no way to play him. Yes. Maybe that's what the front office is going to do. They're going to hold out on Quinn, give him no ability to even play the man. Yeah. So we'll have to see it. But this is the Just Jazz podcast, people. Freaking take note. Take freaking note. Rudy Gobert got some teammate support from Hassan Whiteside this past week as well. Everything's going the Jazz way. There's no reason to count the Jazz out. Only high notes from here. We love this team. Take freaking note.